I completed this. I completed this. I, it, I'm just a nerd. So I get really excited about moving those sticky notes. So. Welcome to the Project to be Love, the podcast where we put the tips, tricks, and methods of getting stuff done to the test. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm Mark. And today we're talking about the Kanban method. Yes. Did Personal I pronounce that right? Okay. I always say Kanban. Yeah, it's, I, I read it as both ways in my head, so I'm never sure how to pronounce <laughs> it. I've been reading it as Kanban for most of this week, but I also, when I look at them, I get, it could be Kanban. It's uh, K-A-N-B-A-N for those who are curious out there. Uh, we'll get to that soon, but in the meantime, let's do a productivity report. Uh, how how have you been, Mark? How's your uh, How are your projects coming along? They are coming along, so I've kind of been up to lots of writing and training and revision. So I wrote as part of my personal challenge of one short story a week, uh, two hour time limit, 2K word limit, no editing, no revision, and publishing it publicly. Um, I, during this, I guess, past two weeks, I produced two short stories the uh beyond and crimson door yeah you sent me both of those yeah both are up on the blog now and today i still need to find a prompt to write (laughs) and uh post up the third one uh of the challenge series um then i also shared i've i'm not sure if we talked about it in the past a blog on how I use Readwise. Um, and Readwise is a pay service app that you use to synchronize your highlights from Kindle ebooks, from Medium articles, from other um, highlight services such as uh, Hypothesis. Uh, for academic research, you can uh, highlight things and those synchronize to your uh, Readwise account. Um, and you can pull them up through Notion and everything. It's wonderful. I oh, love that's it. That's really nice. I should look into that. Yeah, it I wrote a blog. Help us, it helped me with the uh, episode preps for book reviews for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it does. And uh, so I go in, in into a little bit uh, about how I use that uh, for reading and for uh, writing, for some of the writing stuff that I do. Um, I use it a lot for that. And um, so that's up on the blog. Um, then I also doing a publish and thrive training course. And so this is for self-publishing. Um, it's from a author I follow. I've been following her about, I guess, about two years now, I guess. Um, she had lots of good videos on editing and self-publishing and stuff like that. So I've just kind of been following um, her YouTube videos and everything. I actually finally listened to one of her stories. She was doing a live reading while writing it at the same time. So before she do do a live event, she would literally just finish writing a chapter or a section to read live. Um, it's more in a young adult uh, genre. So it's fun. Um, but I'm going through learning about um, just the back end of self-publishing uh, tools, uh, assets to use, um, the businesses, financial sheets, and all that good stuff. So it's very good. And lastly, I've been revising mixtape, uh, my poetry collection. So that's right, yeah, yeah. It's been a little bit of a pain to try to get that formatted correctly in Scrivener, though I may use something else like Draft to Digital um, if it can do a little bit better in formatting. Because when exporting to Kindle through Scrivener. It's not taking my formatting um, <laughs> that I set. It does in PDF slightly, uh, but it it doesn't do it for Kindle. So I may be looking for alternatives. So that's kind of what I've been struggling um, with. Uh, what have you been up to? Uh, well, uh, doing a few things. Uh, the most in, the most recent thing I've done is I helped a friend dig a two foot deep hole. <laughs> she just moved into a new house and uh, she she got the whole house is renovated like they changed up the AC unit they changed up the flooring they changed out everything they kind of like knocks everything down except for 
the foundation and the uh, support structures of the house and completely redid this house, but they never installed a new mailbox. So she had to buy her own mailbox. And uh, yesterday we spent about two hours just digging a hole in our front yard <laughs> using various tools. Uh, one of our neighbors came by and helped out too as well. So it was a, it was a fun experience. I have two blisters that burst on my hands. So using my hands is a bit rough right now. But uh, that was good. I, I don't really do that much physical labor uh, because I hate doing it around my own house, but I'm more than happy <laughs> to help other people out at their place. Whenever it's not my personal living space, I don't mind helping out. But whenever it's my personal living space, I'm like, I'll pay someone else to do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Uh, I've been uh, writing more. I told myself I want to touch, touch the world of my NaNoWriMo world uh, or the world of my NaNoWriMo projects until... Uh, the first of September, so I'll be reading that again soon. What I wrote during NaNoWriMo, and uh, returning back to that world. In the meantime, uh, I'm going to work on a short story today that I've been meaning to finish this week, uh, but it's a more lighthearted short story. And I've had a pretty stressful week, and uh, I just didn't have it in me. But I'm feeling much better today, and uh, yeah, I'm also working on a personal project to uh, improve my sleep and in gen- uh, general by abstaining from alcohol for a month because I realized I was staying up too late on Saturday nights <laughs> and sabotaging myself on Sunday. So I am, uh, can't say I'm more restful sleep. I'm more restful right now mm-hmm. because I was up until midnight last night writing because I drink coffee late in the day, but uh, at least I'm better than usual. So yeah, I'm just a, uh, Playing with different things, the pandemic could blur lines at times, and it's good to have those boundaries and set those personal rules and like kind of like a digital minimalism we talked about before. It's good to do like I don't know alcohol and coffee minimalism sometime. <laughs> I know my partner; she uh, will sometimes quit coffee for two weeks to a month at a time just to mm-hmm. kind of like, like reset her system, which I've been trying to get Mark to do on this podcast for a while. But that's <sighs> we'll see if that happens. <laughs> I don't want to do it, but I'll be willing to do it with somebody else. I can, I can do it because I do have a stash of tea with ca- caffeine, caffeinated tea. Um, so I can replace the coffee. With tea. <laughs> I drink a it, lot of tea outside of coffee as well. Spirit but. should be no caffeine at all. <laughs> no caffeine. Oh yeah. Lord. Yeah. That's something we need to talk about. <laughs> so, and really the effects will not be the uh, coffee, like a coffee itself. The uh, effects will be whenever we return to coffee if it's more effective. So that would be the idea behind it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll pick the dates. I'll have to warn my coworkers. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm down. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll eventually get around to that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that's the gist of what I've been up to today and my monthly review. So that'll be fun. I, I usually put off my monthly review as long as possible because I used to have a very long and uh, intense monthly review I did at the end of each month. That took like maybe half an hour to an hour. And that made me hate monthly reviews. And now I ask myself like five questions instead of like 10 different questions with like three different sub questions on them. Ooh. I have like five questions now. They're just like five questions and that's it. And it makes them make time monthly review much more appealing. So I'm going to do that next after we're done with this. Yeah, I have to do my monthly review and plan September, even though September is roughly planned because I already planned the quarter. Um, it's just going through and identifying which items need to carry over. But um, yeah, my monthly review on pulling toggle reports and time tracking and finances and all that stuff. <laughs> so it's a little bit, uh, yeah, for me, yeah, it's a little bit more involved, though. I have, you know, pretty good um, systems so far because I also track like uh, my workouts. Um, that's part of the physical tracker, right? Um, I consolidate that all back into Notion, uh, uh, the physical track trackers. The books that I read from my bookshelf that I share uh, publicly. So those all get aligned um, to my monthly report. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I got to do that today, too. So that will be interesting. Maybe one of these days I'll do a episode on how we do our monthly reviews, monthly and weekly reviews, or just like reviewing in general. That'd be a fun topic to talk about. 
It would be. It yeah. would be. It's essential to productivity. Yeah. Yes, it is. And you can see our quantified self episode for uh, more ways to optimize your uh, review cycles. But uh, I think that's uh, about it right now. So should we get on to the Kanban? 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 <laughs> Kanban. <laughs> the Kanban <Kanban-ban>. method? <laughs> Kanban's like the very southern way of saying it. Kanban. It's not a can ban, but it's can ban. <laughs> it's like the can can. Okay, but more let's hop into it. <laughs> All right, Mike, you're the one that brought this to my attention. I've been vaguely aware of the method for a while. I had no idea it had a name until you brought it up. I just called it the the card, like the cards method in my head. And uh, that's all I knew it as. And then you brought this up to me, I, I guess a couple of weeks ago when we talked about our topics. And, uh, yeah, I would like to know what your history is with it. What First off, I guess, describe to us what the Kanban method is. So Kanban, um, I'll use Kanban. Kanban is, it's a just-in-time uh, productivity system. Or, yeah, it was originally developed by Toyota to help them improve their manufacturing process back in the day so that they're able to, um, ha- you know, create or produce the things that they need easier ju- uh, with that phrase just in time uh, opposed to that and it was What's then just a t- in time mean when you need it okay just yeah yeah so i mean before um when you think of it is and i can mostly think of it in a software world but if you're thinking from a manufacturing perspective Maybe you already have the components and other things pre-built. I see. Um, And so then when you need to, when you determine that, oh, we have a spike in sales for this particular vehicle. Well, we already have these components pre-built or widgets or whatever term that you want to use. You're able to to quickly assemble or build that just in time based on its need. Um, In a software world, it's kind of the same thing. Um, maybe if you're using uh, this, is the only example I can think of that comes to mind, if you're not familiar with it and get lost, sorry. Um, but if you're using like, uh, SSO, a single sign on, uh, authentication, for example, lots of people may want to use that and have users created in their system at that same time. Mm-hmm. So when a brand new user never logging into the application before logs in for the first time, They'll go through the SSL process, but they'll also create the user account, which is a just-in-time creation, to al- and give them access and allow them to log in. So you wouldn't necessarily have to um, pre-create that user. Uh, we can do it. You can do it all at once because it's built in, and, and structured in that manner. So, um, <laughs> so th- I mean. Yeah, Toyota used it from a manufacturing perspective, but um, it was used in the software world, um, in particular agile methodology. Hopefully, everyone has uh, heard of that term, right? I've heard and of that it. Was, I don't know anything about it, but I've heard of it. It's just to be very agile in your software development, <laughs> uh, to be able to move quickly, because in the opposite was the waterfall methodology, in which you would come up with a product or service or, you know, idea, you would do six months of research and all the prep work. And then you will have your developers spend the next year and a half, two years developing the entire product, release it to the world and then hope people gravitate to it. But in that whole two and a half, three year process, the market could have shift. And what you just released to the world, no one wants, right? Because you're three years behind now. Mm -hmm. So here comes agile methodology to allow for uh, greater flexibility um, and where you build smaller portions of the product or um, to make a, a viable product, initial bare bones, get the feedback and see what it's like and then adjust and move forward for the next one. And they do these in two methods. One is called Scrum, which is a much more advanced version of Kanban. In Scrum, you have more heavily planning and estimates and things of that nature. And Kanban is more about the style and flow of the work. And you 
generally put your work in three columns to do in progress and done. And it allows you to see the progress of your work in a physical fashion and to see how many things that you have in progress. And it allows you to instinctively limit the number of things that you have in progress because you're able to physically see or visually see Mm. that you just have too much going on. (laughs) So (laughs) with all of that, the personal Kanban, um, you're familiar with tools like Trello. I use Trello that uses the Kanban methodology. You also have other tools like Asana or Monday that use the same thing. And also but Notion has it too. They have Notion boards. Yeah, yeah. Notion has it as well. You can convert and, and do the Notion boards. And so with the personal combine method is um, actually taking that from the digital space and moving it into a physical space. So having a physical whiteboard um, that represents, you know, those three columns with using sticky notes to uh, represent your task and your things to do. So that's kind of, you know, long history about what it is, uh, how it's been used in the manufacturing world, in the software world, and how um, kind of what it is and people are using um, in their personal productivity, which software development teams still use it, uh, the the physical representation of this to this very day. So So what's your history with the Kanban method? I I see it all the time on your... Instagram, you kind of kind of highlight your board sometimes, and I know you've been an advocate for Trello as long as I've known you. <laughs> so, what's your history with the Kanban method? Um, so, my history with it um, is that I, um, in my past job, previous work job, um, I was in software configuration management, so or DevOps, um, similar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I worked a lot with software development teams and converting them from their the waterfall methodology to agile. So I would teach them Scrum and uh, Kanban. Uh, I implemented Kanban for support teams because uh, there was no point in them using the Scrum methodology. So it, it was from a work perspective, and we primarily used the tool Jira to do all of that work digitally. But uh, we also had the teams represent um, do a physical representation of that uh, with whiteboards and setting up their scrum boards, their their Jira digital scrum board scrum How do you boards. Spell on that? What's that you're saying? Jira. Jira, like G J J I R A. Okay, I see. And it's short from Gojira, which is Godzilla. Oh, okay. All right. It's interesting etymology <laughs> right there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that was the tool that we used uh, at work and where I used it. And then I started using uh, Trello for my personal stuff. Now, how I moved to my the whiteboard that you see in my, in my stories and everything for all my publishing uh, Instagram account is uh, even though I have that, one of the authors I follow, she has it. Uh, she has the uh, a whiteboard with the whole setup and everything. And I was like, that's cool. But I, I didn't really use it. And it wasn't until I was chatting with um, Yolanda from Eating and Sipping Locally. And she showed me her whiteboard in which she just, you know, lists her to do's and her task and her goals and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, after talking with her for a while, I was like, you know, maybe I'll put a whiteboard up, too, because I had all these sticky notes all over my desk with stuff that I need to do and everything. And then I have my, you know, planner books and all that stuff. So I put the whiteboard up and I put a quote on there that, you know, really helped um, settle me for that month. It was monthly. I had my to do's. I had my reading list and stuff like that. Then after a while, I was like, you know, I like this, but I need to be able to fit more of what I'm doing on this board because I was running out of space. It's like, well, why not make this a physical representation of my Trello board? One of the other authors that I follow, she does it. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. So I converted it from the to-do list that it was to my own Kanban board, uh, just a representation of my Trello. And it's split into two columns. My business, Apex This, for publishing uh, stuff that I'm doing for that. And then personal, um, all the personal stuff that I do, like this podcast and everything else. Mm-hmm. 
And then the swim lanes or the horizontal rows Mm -hmm. are my to do in progress and done. And so I take these um, anytime I create a Trello card, I create a sticky note and in Trello, you have task checklist, things that you need to do. I have a sticky note for each one of those and they all go up onto the whiteboard. And so I use that um, to remind me of what I need to do see my progress and it's infinitely more um, exciting to move <laughs> a sticky note to done than to yeah. hit a done button in Trello. But that's kind of my kind of my long history or introduction with that and how I got to the personal Kanban method. So it seems like just like with Toggle, you have a professional relationship with this before you bring it into your personal life. Yes. Um, yeah, actually, like a lot of my productivity stuff came from my professional life, hmm. being introduced to varying tools and processes that I wasn't familiar with that I then t- applied and tweaked in my personal Like using Jira at my uh, job, Jira is too heavyweight for what I wanted to do. So I found Trello uh, at that time and I used that for like all my house projects. And I've been using it for a decade. Wow. It feels like a decade. It feels like a decade. But I've been using Toggle for a a decade. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So both. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that I found all came from my professional life. See, it's like the opposite for me. A lot of things in my professional life, I used to get things done. I move from my personal life because my personal life lets, lets me experiment with different things more. Mm-hmm. So I play with that in my personal life. I'm like, oh, this is a great thing to do at the office. So I like Todoists, for example, I started using it as my personal task manager. Then I was like, this is really effective for how my brain works. So I'm going to uh, use uh, Todoist in my professional life now. So I create a bunch of projects in my professional uh, life that I just all see in one feed. I see all my personal stuff and my professional stuff and I can turn on filters and all that stuff and it makes it so much more easier. So yeah, it's it's interesting that we have different ways of like migrating things. Like I migrate from my personal life to my professional life. You do the opposite mostly, it seems like. Yeah, well, yeah, because I didn't do anything in my personal life. <laughs> I, you know, I just did the normal, be like before I even moved that stuff into my personal life, I just did nothing. I just mm-hmm. hung out. I went to work, came home. <laughs> Watch TV, played played tons of video games. Like I, there was no side projects, no no <laughs> other things that I was doing besides going to work and then drinking at night with friends at bars <laughs> and stuff like that. So, <laughs> so me moving those items from professional to person. So I was like very organized professionally, but outside I was not. Like there was nothing, there was nothing that I was actually doing. And it wasn't until like, I was like, okay, I think I want to do X. Right. And well, how do you do that? Well, maybe I can apply some of the stuff I do at work. And it just started bleeding that way. And then I start picking up all these side projects and things like that. And then I was like, okay, now I got to focus for my life. But yeah, before beforehand, I was just woo, <laughs> something else. I was gonna say I didn't really start taking productivity tools as serious as I do now until I started doing it more and more side projects because like I had like uh, I've always been like on to the side projects world, but I never really had like an active ongoing side projects until I started getting into podcasting seriously mm-hmm. uh, back when I was still in Louisiana. I guess that's like nearly five years ago now. As whenever Everyday Superhuman Source came out, and I was like, oh. I'm trying to organize guests. I'm trying to organize my time. I need to like, take this more seriously. And that's when I started like looking into things like Todoist and stuff like that. And actually, I used to hate Todoist. I'm like, I don't get this at all. And I'm like, this is, a, I can't live without it. <laughs> well, uh, I, personally have, I personally have a small history with the Kanban method, like I mentioned at the beginning, not knowing what it's actually called, mm-hmm. where I, I think my old boss at my old job used Trello a lot. I feel like I've, know about Trello longer than other organizers out there. Yeah. And I know that I think he used it to organize his projects at work. And I think I tried it out and it didn't really click for me. And 
I put it away for a while. And then a couple of years ago, I tried to bring it back into my life. I don't know what sparked it. I brought it in Trello. Didn't use it that much. I got overwhelmed actually, which we'll get to later on. I got okay. overwhelmed with the amount of task on there. So then, then I moved to Notion uh, back whenever there was a back whenever there was no free plan that had unlimited uh, lines mm-hmm. like it, they do now. And I started using the Notion boards for uh, my work, but I didn't like paying for both a work and personal Notion because I don't want. My, my, I have a rule of like, don't cross the lines between work and and uh, personal life if you can. Like the one exception I have is Todoist. That's yeah. like Todoist is like a feed of all the tasks you gotta do, and uh, that's that just is better for my mind to compartmentalize. So that way, if I'm like outside of work, I don't need to like have that thing haunt me until the weekend's over. So I was paying for a different Notion. Uh, workplace entirely and I was paying for I guess $140 a year because of both the uh, Notion plans and then I just had to cut costs I'm like you know what this board method it kind of works but not really for me so I put it away I just never touched it I never did the physical ones until now which I have thoughts on and but we are into review phase right now we're in history <laughs> phase and how we do it <laughs> and yeah I just like it it just never fully clicked with me before. It didn't seem to really work with my brain as well uh, uh, during those years. So I have tested this out before. And you know what's kind of funny? Uh, yet again, the product V gods have aligned with our with our plans because uh, when we did the digital minimalism review, Samsung brought uh, the uh, digital well-being app to the Samsung phones which meant I could control my my usage of social media more. And yeah. out of nowhere, well, I guess I can't say out of nowhere. This has been in the works for like a year or two at Todoist. Todoist introduced a beta feature for boards. So, <laughs> <laughs> like that, came, that was like announced wow. the week that we started doing this. I'm like, oh my God, this is twice. This has happened. <laughs> <laughs> We're just perfect with that time. I know. We? It's so well-timed. It's ridiculous. <laughs> So I decided this time though I was not going to do the digital method. I created a Trello board for this and mm-hmm. to do as boards came out. But I was like, you know what? I did digital before and that's all I've done before and I always end up ignoring the boards. So I'm going to do it all physical this time. So okay. I ordered a set of colored uh, sticky notes, which I found out their adhesive isn't as good as they should be. So I've been taping sticky notes together, which is kind of defeats the purpose Ooh. of a sticky note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I didn't want to take up too much wall space. I don't have a whiteboard like you. So I mm-hmm. decided to tape every, I got a index card and cut into four different, into four different quarters and wrote on it to do up next doing and done. And I taped that to the bottom of my monitor and I've been taping my sticky notes to each one depending on what I'm doing right now. Okay. And, uh, yeah, uh, so that's been my method. Uh, the problem with this is that there's not that much real estate at the bottom of your monitor, and I have a lot of projects at work, <laughs> so I've yeah. been using it sparingly. But that's how my setup has been since we started this. Uh, it's a good, like, easy way to adapt. Keeps it always there since you're always looking at your monitor, which is another thing I was looking for. I don't want to find. I don't want to ignore it again. I consider mm-hmm. the idea of sticking it to my wall, but the only wall space I have that's free is behind me, which is easy to ignore. So yeah. I, I was like, this is what I'm going to do for the, this week as my beta test on this. And yeah, I found out that having having a to-do up next and doing like that fourth column to-do, like a holding area helps a lot. Yeah. Because sometimes you can't get to the task right away. But, and yeah, uh, that's in my method. So I think it's time to get down to, uh, I guess, our personal thoughts on this. This is, this is a more straightforward episode because there's only something to talk about, Kavan. Yeah, like I said, uh, for me, um, it's still both the my Trello boards, because I've been using them so long, it's much more advanced, mm. meaning I have broken out checklists for everything, like even the recording of this episode. I have a pre-production, production, and post-production checklist. I have button workflows. <laughs> um, I do actually have more columns. Um, I have your holding area, your to-do, up next, in progress, ready to deploy, meaning uh, it's scheduled. 
it's it's decked out with all sorts of automation features but all of those do get transferred uh like i said to uh sticky notes and thrown up on the board and the reason it's that way well when i used to travel and ride the bus for example having uh, reminders for me to execute on certain tasks like social media i can do from my phone and um, on trello because i have that trello digital card and you know when i get home later or whatever then i can move the sticky notes when i need to so having both works really great for me um, um, and having the digital and a physical representation of that so so do you have like a one-to-one like is your trello board for your publishing projects is that uh the exact same task that you have on your physical board yeah um uh anything so when i go through and i identify okay these are the things that i'm going to be working on monthly uh, i do have multiple trello boards so there's a, a podcast and video board and i separate if it's like tpl if it's apex this uh via labels i have a apex's business board where i put like a business task like newsletter or a website redesign those do have a sticky note representing that and um they may have multiple sticky notes for that particular task so if i do have website redesign then I'll have a sticky note for uh, website redesign, and then the task will be research. And then uh, another sticky note with their task is prototype, and then development and any other post-production needs. So there may be four or five sticky notes for that particular task or item. So I will have that uh, on the board um, for that. So yes, there there's generally, every time I do my monthly planning, for those items, I then write those all out in sticky notes. I make sure I have Trello cards, the due dates assigned to the Trello cards, uh, due dates assigned to any other milestone moments, etc. So there, it is pretty much a one-on-one representation. Um, there are lots of ideas that I have written in there that I don't put that I haven't moved to the to-do column or up next column or whatever. Uh, but for the most part, it is a one-on-one. All right. Yeah, it's fascinating. I feel like that I get overwhelmed with trying to keep track of both boards. So, yeah, it, it, it seems overwhelming, but it's, it's, um, like I said, for me, I just write stuff down so much. So even though I I was before I had the combine board, I would literally have sticky notes on my desk, um, just piled up with what I need to do. Even though it's already written down in Trello <laughs> uh, with the due date, right? Even though it's already on my calendar or it's already like written in my weekly planner or whatever that I need to do it, I still, I, there's just something in me that still has to write it down. And so I had all these sticky notes just building up on my desk. And now I'm trying to get rid of them. Now it's mostly just quotes and ideas. Uh, I still write sticky notes for that. And then when I'm done, I would actually, my desk was my combine board, so I would write the sticky notes. And then when I was done with the sticky note, I would move it to a particular corner of my desk. And the corner of my desk would just stack up with all these sticky notes of things that I completed. And then I would just throw them in trash. (laughs) So I was doing it in the fashion, but now I just moved it from my desk. So I'm not like sticky notes aren't falling all off my desk. And now they're just up on the whiteboard um, that I have. Um, it does seem like much if, you know, you don't have to do that. I like having the digital version so that if I'm not at my desk or something, I still have all the reminders. It, it Trello synchronizes to my calendar. So it's still on my calendar when I'm planning and doing all of that. But there's something cathartic about writing down the task you commit it to memory a little bit more That's and true. then just moving just moving those sticky notes down like i'm pretty sure i got excited and some of my stories and like oh i look look what i completed i completed this and i move it down i completed this i completed this i it, i'm just a nerd so i get really excited about moving those sticky notes hey, so we're, we're a 
show for nerds by nerds. So that's why it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it can seem overwhelming, but I, I guess I have a good flow because I've just been, it's what I naturally do anyway. Um, so it's not too much for me. Well, as we know in this, in this uh, show, the, I guess I can't say debates, but the, the difference between us, I'm like, just put it away, put it on a digital system and I'll get to it later. And you're <laughs> like, I got to write this down, put this on my journal and all that stuff. Like, just like, it shows like how two people that both see themselves as very, as very productive people have two different ways of organizing and visualizing their task. Yeah. Yeah. You learn yeah, more all about that in our digital only and paper only episodes. If you're curious oh, about yeah. how we think. <laughs> That is a great starter to how we think um, (laughs) and the difference between us. And yeah, we just completely find ourselves on opposite ends of of the spectrum for many things. Yeah. Except for when it comes to our most disliked book and our favorite book. (laughs) That's true. That is true. Another great episode, which is our uh, year of reviews, is it it called? Or year of, what was it called? Year of Year of challenges. I think it's year of challenges. Yeah, a year of experiments. Year a of year experience, of experiments. Yeah. Um, yeah, check out that episode. You you can see what things Kyle and I liked and disliked, yeah. and then where we agreed. <laughs> um, so yeah. Well, uh, uh, should we get down to thoughts? Yeah. Final thoughts. All right. I'll go first because I want to see what they just say to my thoughts. Okay. My. I'm going to start with the TLDR review. My TLDR review is this is a good system, but not for me and definitely not for me during a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> so I was mentioning earlier, like how I like to kind of compartmentalize my work and my personal projects and my personal life. And I, if this was being tested in the normal conditions where I'd have my own office in the office, in my own office in the house, I'd have two different boards, one for my personal projects and one for my uh, work projects. But as I'm looking at my desk right now with my makeshift board, I have a bunch of work tasks in front of me I do not want to be looking at on the weekends. So that's right now a fault they have with this already is that staring me in the face during my days off. I, that's a no for me. I even have filters on Todoist so that way I don't see my work task on the weekends because I don't want to see them and they shouldn't be on the weekends anyways. They should be assigned to Monday through Friday. I I will only ever assign a work task to the weekend if it's on accident. So it should just be personal stuff on the weekends. So that right there is already a, a uh, point and against it, but that's not because of the method. It's because of the situation that we're in. So mm-hmm. I'm laying that one side. That one, that one's fine. <laughs> but the issue that I ran into with this method was how granular to get with a task that I write down. Mm-hmm. Like in my head, this seems to make more sense for the meta, the projects themselves, and not for the individual assignments. Because I could have, like, I have on here, uh, I have on here, uh, let's see. I have a few projects run down and uh, one of which is like review, which is just like reviewing the drawings I have and uh, and uh, going through each drawing. I could break that down even more to each individual drawing like I do in my Todoist and keep better track of that. But then I have a bunch of sticky notes. I could also zoom out more and just do the project's name itself and then just uh, keep that there. But my project's take up to four years to complete. So I could have this thing sitting there for four years saying doing, and there's times in my job where I spend like three months or more not working on that said projects because it either gets postponed by other reasons or it's, uh, uh, yeah, or I'm just so busy working on other projects. I just can't get around to doing it. So that right there makes this hard in my, per, in my personal, in my personal, in my professional life because I work in a very slow moving field and seeing a doing for a project for those years is an issue. But the other way, the inverse is also hard for me where I have to break it down to 50 sticky notes just to clear 50 different drawings. So it's like, I can't figure out how 
granular I have to go with this to make it effective for me. And that right there is, I guess, a good point for Trello since Trello lets you uh, do checklists within the cards and you can do a project card and you could do multiple pro- uh, multiple uh, checklists inside that project cards and break it up that way, which Trello works pretty well that way. But then again, I also, this is one reason why I left it last time, I just got overwhelmed with like how many projects are just stuck in the doing phase for years. <laughs> so... I don't think it works out well in my industry is what I'm thinking right here, but I can yeah, see it's you advantage. You guys are doing waterfall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can see it's advantage for personal projects mm-hmm. because my personal projects are way quicker than my professional projects. And I think one reason why I'm so into uh, side projects as a professional in my field is because they make me feel like I'm actually getting things done. And so just waiting for something else to happen. So like, I think I became more of a project-aholic after I took this job than before because I feel less complete most of the time. So I could see myself keeping this system for my personal life and like, have my writing projects up on it. I, I don't see myself organizing like task like meal prepping on it. That seems a bit... I, in my mind, I separate task. In my mind, there's three. This is how my mind thinks. You're going to learn how Kyle thinks for a second. There are three different kinds of tasks. There are task task. There are habits and there are routines. And habits and routines are outside of task task. Task task are things that usually happen only once or they happen infrequent enough that they are not considered a routine. Meanwhile, a routine is something you do every week, every day, Every month, they're just things that are constantly repeated. They could put it on your calendar with the repeat with the repeat function on. And then there's habits, which are things that you should do automatically, but uh, not all the time can they be done automatically. But those should be tracked separately with a habit tracking app. So in my mind, if I were to do this for my personal life, I'd only do it for my personal projects. I'll probably have like edit episode. I'll have like uh, I'll probably have like rotating cards for like edit episode uh, meeting. And uh, say for like everyday superhuman, schedule a guest, record episode, record an interview, and so on. I think that's better for how my brain works. And that's saying I could break down more without having 50 different cards. And I could rotate them, all that stuff. But I also don't like the, the done pile either. I just wanted to have my task. My brain is driven by inbox zero. So my, my drive is to, instead of seeing that done one, I would just want to toss out the card. Just get rid of it. It's gone. Don't even <laughs> think about it ever again. That right there is my ultimate reason why this is like a weird method for me. I don't want to see done. I just want to see nothing. I want to see non-existence on this task. <laughs> That's it. Mm, fascinating. So like for, for Todoist, they reward you for getting to inbox zero. They actually have a point system. That's completely arbitrary. I never look at it, but knowing that there's a point system there is helpful for me. And they subtract points mm-hmm. for every time the, a task is delayed, I would think. Not delayed, uh, overdue. And uh, they subtract points for... Uh, actually, I think that's the only time they subtract points. So I'm motivated always to either check things off or move things to other days if I'm too busy. That way it keeps me busy and I don't lose points. You can turn off the point system... If you're on vacation, they have vacation modes. So that way it doesn't count against you. But even yeah. though I never look at those points, knowing that they're there helps me significantly. Like if I look at this right now, uh, they even have like rankings. Let's see if I can find my ranking. I'm probably like super high up. I think one time I looked at my year in review. I was like in like the top 5% of users for like how often I use it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know where I could find my ranking right now. But yeah, uh, that's how my brain works. It's all about the inbox zero and I'm very pro gamifying my life. I think we've talked about before. Yeah. And the Kanban method. Okay. Going to Todoist. I'm a grandmaster means absolutely nothing, but I like seeing that there. <laughs> <laughs> my total points are 31,808 points. Do I... Uh, do I know what those points are? Do I even know how I get those points? No, but I'm happy I have them. <laughs> so, like it says, I need 18,192 more points to get to the next level. I don't know what that would be, but there's one more level after this at least. Yeah. Yeah. So my brain just doesn't work that way, that well with this. I think it'd be good to visualize things so I don't forget that task exists or that project exists. Because as I said, 
I'm running the side projects and it's easy to forget that I'm working on another one if I'm working on a different one. So it's good for that. But yeah, that's that's where I draw my my final thoughts on this. Okay. Uh, I'll get to the ranking after you give your ranking. Okay. So I'll do my uh, final thoughts and ranking. Uh, so for me, um, using it in a professional and personal. So oh. I have worked on. Wait, quick interruption. Yes. The final level for Todoist, which I'm right below, is called, en- called Enlightened. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like I'm enjoying a cult. <laughs> I'm now <laughs> Enlightened. Cult. <laughs> but anyways, go on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so in my professional, I have worked projects that were like 18 months long. Um, two years long. And so it's all a matter of breaking it down because whether it's uh, digital or physical, it could just remain in progress. The project itself remains in progress. And that's part of the thing where if you can break it down into completable milestones and which is what you should be doing when you take a big project, you break it down into completable chunks so that you can have that sense of progress with it because you're completing smaller things that that is chipping away at the larger overall project. So I guess from my experience, because, yeah, I, I do. I have worked, you know, multi-year projects in the past of software development efforts and and all of that stuff um and just working with even now like with some of my work is still like if i do hop on to a project it could be a project that takes six months long because there's like lots of steps and training so you have if you're looking at a project just at the project it can sit in to do or in progress for six months but if you're breaking it up into smaller completable chunks to where it's not the main project sitting in progress for six months, it's smaller deliverables that you're working on that takes like X amount of hours or a week or something like that, then you're you're completing that progress. Uh, so when I do it in professional, uh, I'm able to like move that along. Um, and see the progress that's being made on it because we've been able to like break it down into those smaller deliverables um, in which I would recommend anyone doing any project because if you're looking at a project and you're like oh this is going to take 108 hours to complete <laughs> you're like oh my gosh where I'm going to get that time from well just break it down into smaller chunks how can you break this down into smaller deliverables of things like uh, when I was planning for even outside of this, right? If you're planning to write a book, you would do it in the same way. So when I was looking at, uh, even though I didn't complete it, but for example, when I was looking to write for Camp NaNoWriMo of my 26K word count, you break it down to, okay, how many words can you write per hour? How many hours in a month do you have available or do you need? Um, how many uh, sessions do you need to write that, right? And then you break it down into, I broke it down for me to those sticky notes into 5,000 word chunks. So it was sticky note for 5,000, sticky note for 10, sticky note for 15, sticky note for 20. And so as I hit each one, even though it's part of one project, I can move each one of those milestone sticky notes down. So when I'm working towards 5,000, the 5,000 would be in end progress. When I complete that, I move it to done, and then I grab the 10,000 and move it to in progress. Um, so that's one way for like a writing project of something that's big. Or if I'm doing, I've worked larger video projects where you where you have to do multiple things. Well, what are those logical things that I need to do so that I don't have this one sticky note for a video project sitting there? Because then it feels like I'm not <laughs> making progress, yeah. and I am. Well, I break it down into, I compartment, uh, compartmentalize it into smaller things that I need to complete so that I can say, okay, well, I completed this portion and I can move it there. Mm. I can move this here. I can move this. These are the next phases that I need to do. So that's how it, it kind of works for me, how I've been able to tackle that from 
the professional perspective. Um, uh, of course, on my whiteboard, I have no daytime job work there <laughs> at all. Um, I have a hard like separation between day job mm-hmm. and you know um, uh, side side project work or whatever. Um, so that's kind of how I tackle that. It is if you're it can be challenging to try to decide if if you're not familiar or or are trying to dis- determine the level of um, that you should break up a project or you know a task in that manner it can be difficult mm. i do it monthly so i look at it from a month what do i need to accomplish huh. this month what do i need to accomplish per week to achieve that monthly goal and that's how i break down my Sticky notes. That's how, even though my Trello card is one card with checklist, there's lots of things to do within that checklist. So I may have the project item. Um, I, I label each sticky note with the project, but then also the task or the milestone that I need to hit. And that's what I, when I do my monthly planning that I break down each week, I need to hit X. Mm. For, to reach this project's milestone. So that's a sticky note. And so I'm able to then take those and move those down. Each week I have something to move on that sticky note. Though I've never been a kind of zero inbox person, <laughs> what I love, because I wiped, I wiped the sticky note board, or I wipe my whiteboard with the sticky notes every month. Uh, if I'm still working on something, I keep those there. But essentially... The, the goal is to clear the to-do and the clear to in progress. And I like seeing them all bunch up in the done mm-hmm. column. Yeah, because, that's the difference right there. Because one of my problem is, is that when you do your weekly, weekly review, you should do a re- weekly review. And when you do your monthly review, you can go back and look at the stuff you checked off. But part of me, like, even though I know I'm making progress because I can't see it, I think that I haven't gotten a lot done and seeing all those sticky notes bunch up, build up throughout the month tells me you're making progress. Keep going. Look how few sticky notes you have in your to do or, you know, you used to have like six of them in your in progress. Now you only got two. Can you knock those two things out? So for me, it's kind of like a it's motivation for me to see see it to see it go from heavy sticky note amount of sticky notes in in the to-do column in the top column how i design my board in the top column and seeing those heavy sticky notes and see them all drain out (laughs) and fall to the done column at the bottom and build up and stack up to where there's no more white space and i'm sticking them (laughs) on top of each other i feel so good because i look at that and i'm like look how much you actually complete it like you actually got a lot done, so don't feel bad. Yeah. It's like a if you yeah. Yeah, I see. Yeah. So for so it was so interesting and fascinating to hear you say that where you're like, I don't want anything in that column. <laughs> no, I, want I want it all, it all cleared. Yeah. And me, I'm like, I want it all in that column. Um, even on my Trello board, I do the same thing. When I move it to the done, I don't archive them. I have them all built up on a done done column and that column gets long and everything and then i'm like wow look at how much you actually got done you got a lot done even though you may not have hit this particular goal for example um but you got 80 percent of the way there right um so for me seeing that helps like settle my mind if you will and then at the end of the month like today I'm going to take all those done sticky notes and um, they're just going to go in trash. Mm-hmm. I've already taken my Trello boards and hit, I have an archive workflow button. I hit archive and it clears out my done column um, uh, for all the boards that I have. So I've already wiped those at the end of the month. I wipe it and then I start new. I'm going to be adding more sticky notes and then restart that process. So it's so fascinating to hear you talk about that. And I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> Going back again to what we were saying earlier, how we both love getting things done in different ways. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah. So for those listening, like 
if you're even if you're listening to this show, I think we try to make it clear, like find your way that works for you. It's it's cool to experiment and, and see what it's about, but there's no one way of doing things like there's going to be a natural way or something that feels right to you and just go for it. So those are my final thoughts. There's a line from CGP Grey, one of the hosts of Cortex, uh, where he says, there are no solutions, only trade-offs, which I like a lot. Like everybody, there's no way, one way to do something. There's only trade-offs and those trade-offs are different for each person since uh, all of our brains think differently. So it's a, yeah, I consider those trade-offs are. I used to say there's no solutions, only tools, which is along the same lines as that too. Uh, so yeah, just something to consider. Like that's one reason why I think this podcast is really fun to do because we just see how these are different tools that other people use to get things done really are. And like the fact that there's so many out there and we could do a podcast on them means that there's so many different ways that people's brains work. Like this is, yeah, if there was only one way to do it, then we'd be done with an episode or two, but there's so much left. There's so much we could do. Yeah, there is. And, and, and not just how people brain work as well, but, um, people life, uh, circumstances or expectations or whatever. Like my favorite writer, Toni Morrison, for example, she, uh, yes, she was also an editor and she did that and she taught and everything else, but she wrote in the mornings and, um, she did it out of necessity because she needed to write before her job and or after her job and before her kids got up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so she would had a routine and she didn't think she had a routine until she talked it out with someone. But she was she will make coffee, go sit, watch the sun rise. It was she would always wait until she saw the sun rise. Then she would start writing. But. That was her method because of things that, you know, she had kids and everything else. So, you know, people have to find not only the the different productivity methods, but then they have to tweak them to work uh, for their uh, for the best of their life situation. So, um, yeah, it's so fun to experiment and learn what others are doing and how they're doing it. Well, um, uh, shall we get down to the review now where our final scores are? Yeah, so I'll give my final score yeah, first because I think it's pretty obvious. I've <laughs> right? been using it for over 10 years. Uh, yeah, <laughs> one, one out of five. I hate this so much. <laughs> Zero out of five. Zero this is bad. horrible. Will I'm not living hell for the past 10 years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I mean, this is this is no surprise. This is like a seven out of five uh, for me. Or 505, since we don't go that uh, high. But I love it. The Not only did I just love, uh, not that this is necessarily uh, Trello, but it's a heavy part of it for me, um, of using Trello, the automation, the improvements, and the workflows and stuff. We, we haven't reviewed that. But I have written past uh, blog posts on how I use Trello for the Austin Podcasters, for example. But... Um, for the Kanban method and using in Trello, fantastic. Um, like I said, I have checklists, I have workflows, I have automation rules set up to help things. It synchronizes with my calendar. It's fantastic. But as far as like the, the physical representation of that, I love it. Even though I didn't originally do that, I helped teams with it. I did it, you know, my support teams at work we had the Kanban board and everything else, all of that. Um, but then implementing it again for my personal projects has just been absolutely fantastic. I love it. Like, like I just talked about, there's something about writing to me mm. by hand. So cathartic, so amazing. You interact with that work that you're doing and moving, writing those sticky notes and moving those sticky notes is the most exciting thing that I can possibly <laughs> think of. And I, that sounds weird, but it is so much, even though I built all this workflow and I hit done or publish on my uh, Trello workflow and it does all these things, it fills in the due dates, add comments, moves it, you know, does all that stuff. It's just kind of, eh, but 
Now move that sticky note. <laughs> there's a dance that goes along with it. And I'm like, look how much I've done. You know, there's, there's, I don't know. I, so for me, five out of five, I love it. There's just something about it that, that just works well with me. That works well with my brain receptors. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and so five out of five. So I'm, so what about you, Kyle? Yeah. So this is like a one where I have two reviews. <laughs> I'm going to give my own personal review first and my review of the method itself. My mm-hmm. personal review is if you have a brain like mine where you're more motivated by inbox zero and gamifying your life, this is not a good thing for your brain. This is a two out of five for my brain. I'm not going to okay. give one because it's not like bulletproof coffee where it's all BS. Like there's definitely merit to it. Just the merit <laughs> isn't reached to people like me as all. So two out of five. But as a method, there is a lot to it. It is definitely very effective and tried and true. And I I could see it's I could see where it could fit into my life. I just can't fit everywhere into my life like you do. So it's a special it'll be for special circumstances in my life, which I might still continue doing because there are side projects I'd like to do, at least like know like what their status is, so I don't neglect them too, for too long. Or if I should just ditch them altogether. And so for that reason, I'd give it as a method four out of five. But for my brain and people like me, uh, I wouldn't recommend using this method. I'd recommend using a more getting things done style system like Todoist, where you write it down, you organize it, you toss it out and you're done. And maybe have a log. Like the nice thing with Todoist is that Todoist, you could uh, click on the projects and say show completed task and it shows you which date you checked off. So you have a log of all the tasks you've done. And uh, that way, if somebody asks you, like, when did you complete this? You could still go to the project list on Todoist and uh, have a log to know when you completed the, day, the task itself. So uh, it's, I think, yeah, if you have to have like a logging system, this is a good logging system. But if you have to have like a logging system with my brain, uh, write down elsewhere or have an automatic system uh, record the date and time of completion for you and just... Yeah, just as much as I hate the book getting things done, it really does apply to my brain. It just the book sucks. So uh, <laughs> yeah, you can listen to the getting things done review for that. <laughs> so yeah, uh, for people that think like me, I don't know who you are, but if you think like me, two out of five. And that's my final review. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Uh, in the meantime, you could listen to all of our episodes by going to our website, TPL. Oh, yeah. What are we doing next? Oh, my God. I forgot that we're doing something next. Okay. <laughs> so we're actually going to be doing a different task manager next time, a different system mm-hmm. uh, called the Ivy Lee method. I don't know how I discovered this. I'm in a bunch of productivity subreddits like for ideas, and I wrote it down one day. I think I found it in one of those subreddits. The, the Ivy Lee method, as explained in this James Clear, great author, James Clear uh, blog post uh, is developed by somebody who helped like Charles Schwab out back in like the, the early 1900s. And it's pretty simple. It is at the end of each workday, write down six of the most important things you need to accomplish tomorrow. Do not write down more than six tasks. Prioritize those six items in order of their true importance. When you arrive to tomorrow... Concentrate only on the first task. Work until the first task is finished before moving to the second task. That one, uh, considering recognized work styles, might not be a rule we'll follow, especially you, since like you're more on call than I am. Uh, but then after that says, approach the rest of your list in the same fashion. Just work your way through the list. At the end of the day, move any unfinished items to a new list of six tasks for the following day. Repeat this process every working day. That is the method, and it just pretty much boils down to What's the six most important things you got to do? Me being me, I feel like I'm going to do this with one for my professional life and one for my personal life. So I'll be creating two lists. But in the meantime, I actually just downloaded this app that's just to help you with the Ivy Lee method called Ivy. Uh, there'll be a link to that in the show notes, things like get, getivy.co. I'm going to play around with that probably for my own personal life. I'll still be using Todoist throughout this week uh, just as like a task dump but I plan on writing down my six most important tasks on my plethora of sticky notes I now have from the Kanban method (laughs) and uh, just kind of toss them out at the end of the day. And yeah, that's what I'll be doing. It's just to be a more streamlined approach 
to getting tasks done so that way you're not overwhelmed by the end of the day with how much you have to do or the beginning of the day with how, how much you have to do. And, but yeah, as I was saying earlier though, if you want to listen to more episodes of the show, check out the uh, show on the productivitylab.show or tpl.show if you want to save on some time on typing that in. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at Productive Lab and Twitter at Productive Lab. You can also follow me on Twitter where I occasionally tweet, but I tend to avoid Twitter, especially during election cycles. So I'll be using Twitter sparingly for the next few months. And you can follow me at KyleSQ9 on Twitter and Instagram. And you'd also read my writings at quadrant9.net. Where can they find you, Mark? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at AskMarkio, and you can find my writings and things that I mentioned in this episode at my blog at AskMark.io. Stay productive. toss away all these at least work related <laughs> Kanban <laughs> cards in front of me. Just gone. <laughs> Just your banished back to the to-do list. <laughs>